hello, hello. Well, hello, good day. Hello, good day. Hello. Hello. Well, hello there. <laughs> Thank you for joining Three Funny Ladies. I can't keep up that. I pace. can't either. Who can? <laughs> that is Joseph. Uh, it's Joe Bailey. I don't. <clears throat> that is Susan Jacobs. <laughs> Jacobs. <laughs> This is Three Funny Ladies. The podcast where we talk about things. (laughs) The podcast where sometimes we talk about a third funny lady. And things. And things. (laughs) How the hell are you? I am all right. How are you? Yeah, fine. I'm real tired. I'm so very tired. I am too. Um, You know, here's the thing. Like, I started rehearsals this past week. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm just so not used to this schedule anymore. Mm-hmm. And it is. And their rehearsals are real long, aren't they? We go 6.30 to 10. Yeah, the fuck that. Fuck all of that. And then after rehearsal, we all have to sit around and talk about shit. So. No, no, no. no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, that is included in a time, babies. That's what I would like to say. But. So... That is included in a time, youngsters. And this, that was only two days last week. And this week we start Monday through Friday. <laughs> oh boy. So I'm old and yeah. I'm just not used to it anymore. And I just want to be at home. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. But otherwise, are you happy with it? I mean, I know it's only been a couple of days, but. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the kids are all right. And. <laughs> That's um, a movie the yeah they're real nice uh you know we haven't we've only done music rehearsals this week so i haven't really had any time with them um one-on-one but uh but yeah so far so good just a lot of meetings a lot of meetings i don't i don't even like no absolutely not yeah absolutely not yeah and then we went there last night to the wayne state to see they were doing Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief yeah, musical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And a bunch of my kids were in that, so we went to see that. And uh, it was it was you know it was a student production in the big room, okay. and uh, they did a really nice job with it. All right. Yeah, like full orchestra, okay. and uh, yeah. So I did. I wasn't super wild about the material. I thought Act One was stronger than Act Two, but. Um, yeah. Uh, I do um, believe Kelly was there last night. She sat right next to me. But did you go together? We met there. Gotcha. Because she was thinking about doing it at the <laughs> school. But She's like, hey, um, I might have a part that I need you to play. And I was like, um, let's circle back to that. I'm immobile, ma'am. <laughs> I think those days are over. But you keep me <laughs> There was uh, one teacher in, uh, like a teacher character in the show who was in a wheelchair, so... Nice. Yeah. All right. F- fucking sign me up then. But then uh, she said no because all like really everyone in the show sings sky high. Oh so, really? Yeah, boys included. So she said no. No, no they don't have no. they don't have that at Ferndale. No, no, no. Um. All right. What have you been up to? You know, I, I need to write things down because after last week, I was like, oh, my God, this major thing that I didn't say anything about. And I've forgotten it again. Anywho, it's not it's not important because uh, I don't remember. Um, Just doing the do. I 
this week has been real bad for the pain and I've had to take breaks from sleeping. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the being immobile and being and laying down really makes the pain go through the roof. And so what happens is, is if I'm asleep, I can sleep through anything. I do not notice I'm good to go. But what happens is I have to pee at least once or twice per Mm. night. So what happens is I'm sleeping, I'm cozy, I'm comfy, I'm off to dreamland, and then I have to pee. Once I get up, it's like the pain is activated. So I try to go back to sleep. And if it works, it works. And then I have to get up the second time. And it's usually the second time where I then have to take a break, which means I have to sit in this office chair and like stretch everything out until it no longer hurts. And then when it no longer hurts, I can go back to bed, which is usually about an hour. Mm. Can you start using adult diapers? Who says I haven't? Oh, going to the bathroom, (laughs) I guess. Uh, Yeah, that's, that's like... I've already got the fat and the chronic pain. Like I think adding the diapers would really tip me over the edge of shame. You know what I'm saying? Like if I go anywhere, I have to use a scooter. Like if I were to go to Disney world right now, a scooter would be involved. So I think the diapers, I think I'm going to hang on to my controlling my nethers. Um, That's all I got left. You guys is that I can control when I go to the bathroom. And that's and and listen, a specific age after having a baby that that was already touch and go. Like if I have a sneezing fit, forget it. I am peeing. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm not I'm gonna hang on to that one last shred of dignity. All right. And, well, it was and, just a suggestion. <laughs> thanks. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Um, then you can just go I- in your pants. Maybe I can bypass it by not actually having an actual depends, just a really big pad. And I can say it's for my period. Or and just pee. I don't know. Put uh, rubber sheets on your bed. Just, okay. So wait, this comes with a story. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So Lily and I were making the bed. Okay. And there was this little spot on the bed. Not little. It was about um uh, size of a pancake, I guess. That was what I was going to say when I saw your pink. hands. Yeah. And it was like in a perfect circle and it was darker than the rest of the sheet. So what I figured, because Pete is a sweater in his sleep. So what I figured is that it was probably from his knee being pressed down and it sweat and it made that mark, right? Well, for some reason, Lillian got it in her head that he peed and he needed to be reprimanded for it. I was like, your your father can control. (laughs) He doesn't, he doesn't wet the bed. And if he did, it wouldn't be a perfect pancake size circle (laughs) towards the bottom of the bed. (laughs) She was so invested. Oh my gosh. In this narrative, she scolded him. Oh my. Yeah. When they got on their way to school, she was like, dad, you really shouldn't pee the bed. He's like, I didn't pee. fucking bed you nut job oh i have hiccups uh talk please oh my um okay uh so marty short is in the news why have you heard about this so there was an article on not even an article it's like an op-ed piece on slate uh that is titled why we keep putting up with martin short and it's really people have called it a hatchet job i haven't read it so now everyone in Hollywood is coming to his defense and 
it's it really boils down to like this guy wrote this article and was like he's terrible and why do we like him and i think he's awful and it's just one of those things like that's great you can have that opinion but just keep it to yourself like who cares like there are lots of things i hate that people love but what does my opinion matter it doesn't so, so he just is not a fan of his work i thought you were gonna say like it came out that he did terrible things to no 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 this guy's just like i think marty short is terrible and i don't know why people love him so much okay so then you can't say it you can't say that dude and it's a rather lengthy piece as well and like i can see where maybe he's coming from i love him in only murders in the building i do too i think that they are great together because that trio makes absolutely zero sense yeah and I love it. I'm obsessed with it. And it's a great show. And I think he's he does great. Um, but I could see maybe some of his sillier things when you guessed it on SNL or, or what have you. But like, you can't just say, because I think he's terrible, everyone needs to get on board and cancel him. He's in his 70s. Let him yeah. just do his, like, you should have complained about this a long time ago. It's too late now, baby. Yeah. And also, nobody cares what you think about it. And Yeah, right. And also, don't care. Um, so. I mean, I'm not the biggest Martin Short fan. I do enjoy him on Only Murders. Prior to that, I really could have took him or left him. Same. Like, whatever. It's fine. Either but way. People like him, so have at it. Right. Don't shit on my parade and yeah. call it... Poop? I don't... <laughs> I started it, and then I was like, well, that's wrong. Don't um, pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. There you go. Um, so what else? Uh, Salt Lake City. Girl. Did, girl. So you oh, girl. Oh, girl. A girl. Oof. Holy shit balls. That this season on Salt Lake City. Oh. Bumpy fucking ride and yes, i am here for it yep oh we oh we and so spo- spoilers i guess none of you watch this um uh the way they were talking about jen shaw is just so eye-opening to me because it's just so like when you watch these reality shows and you think you know that person rubs me the wrong way i think that person's probably a bad person but then when you hear like once they're off the show and shit has hit the fan and all these people are like oh yeah she tried to she intimidated me she did this she did that she's an awful person and all the ladies are like no i haven't talked to her i know like fuck her and i was like damn and i said before that all started i said to joe i said i wonder if anyone's kept in touch with her and then they're like oh no i haven't talked to her all of them were like and meredith is like what like what am i how am i supposed to get in touch with her and joe's like um you could write her a letter (laughs) emails lady like it's what are you talking about Um, i'm first thing about contacting a person uh, uh, yeah they all were just like uh fuck you they don't care which i think is amazing quite honestly because i want to know how they cast these people because especially for potomac because you know we've been obsessed with the potomac um i'm on the last season by the way holy shit yeah i'm I'm on the last season holy the tea honey is hot so anyway 
you watch these shows and things that they say and little hints that they drop is like <clears throat> none of them had met before they were cast on this show is kind of what it makes it sound like or they were peripheral friends and now they're thrown into this thing where they have to be together and i just find that so interesting because some people like giselle and robin are besties they just mm-hmm. like i love them together karen and giselle when they're getting along are fucking hilarious and i am obsessed with them but you know like at some point ashley was talking about something she's like oh that's my best friend and none of them knew who she was who this other woman was and it's like y'all aren't really friends no. this is literally just a job i find that so yeah. fascinating yeah they work together they worked it like that is their job which is uh yeah it is so fascinating it's so fascinating and i just it was refreshing that they kind of say that they're like this is i gotta go to work yeah like i have money i'm on this show i have money like it's just so fascinating i didn't know uh, how i and i still don't really know how i feel about monica the new housewife but I love that she worked for Jen Shaw, which is amazing. Oh, and that right, right, she's right. like, well, where at one point she was like, well, Jen didn't have anything good to say about any of these ladies. That, oh, that was what started it. And then, and she was the one that was like, Jen tried to make me do this thing that was yeah. clearly illegal. And I was like, Ooh. um, yeah, it's just so fascinating. And the return of Mary Cosby. Mary Cosby. Oh so, my God. She what, go makes me laugh. Like when they're having this style fight, she's like, what are they doing? Are they having fun? (laughs) Uh, Oh, Um, my God. But I also like to see the people that they bring back, because I will say this about Bravo. They are very good at if someone is clearly legitimately unstable or the show and the fame of the show has clearly gone to their head, they cut them. Mm-hmm. They're like, bye, bitch. We're not dealing with that. So to see Mary come back, it's like, oh, she must not be totally not so. Yeah. She's got she's got some stuff going on. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That because I, I do that is the one thing they got Kelly Ben Simone, they could only keep along for so yeah. they're like, oh, okay, she's clearly mentally unstable. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, and Jill's the, Aaron, too. I mean, I think Jill's, Andy yeah. has something against her personally, but uh nini you know nini got too big for bridges cut her yeah. kim zolciak cut her like they just all of new york they were like we'll um, see you later yeah. we're gonna <laughs> rethink this too many cabarets are happening okay <laughs> so we're just gonna we're just gonna put this on ice thank you so much um our friends over at Only Slightly Opinionated Podcast, mm-hmm, Jamie mm-hmm. and Joey, this week they had an episode about pet peeves, which made me think, because we were talking about phobias last week. Yes. And I was like, it's so interesting to me that pet peeves are kind of, in a way, like phobias. Like, there's really not a very strong scientific reason why you have these pet peeves. It's right. just the little thing just sets you off. I, and I have so many that it's just, I'm the pet peeve. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of, like, ones that I have. I'm, and I know, like, I'm sure that they are legion, but. Yeah, but I can't, th- like, it has to happen. And then I go, God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, like, I do hate when people say, and it's such a stupid minor thing, but it just gets on my tits. When people say, hey, like when they refer to a cast recording as a soundtrack oh boy 
Oh boy. Yes, I know that about you. <laughs> that was the only one I could really come to today, but it was um yeah, minor and stupid, but just sets me off. I mean, if you know me personally, you're probably laughing your fool head off that I can't think of one right now because my life is led by my pet peeves, but I can't think of one that's like like that. And I know that I have those. I know what one of yours is. What? Um, public gay sex outside of the month of June. <laughs> that is not a pet, a pet peeve. That is not a pet peeve. That is a standard, sir. You people get a month. I want you fucking outside all month. But then July 1st. You take that shit inside. I don't, inside. See, I don't want to see any dicks. I don't want to see any holes. I don't want to see any salads being tossed. <laughs> take I, it into piano bars and glory holes because I don't want to see it. <laughs> go back to Soho because if you're in a back alley and it's July 1st, I'm calling someone. And like I don't wearing, know where it's going to white after Labor Day. It's so gauche. Days after June. I hate it. Um, think of a real pet peeve. God bless. I'll think of t- 10,000. God bless. We get off. Oh, but I will tell you something that um, uh, gets my phobia, and it got me real bad the other day. Lillian only eats popcorn. I swear to God. It's, it's, it's unnatural. I should probably do something about it, but um and what she does is <clears throat> she takes the bowl oh because we had to finally train her use one bowl use one bowl for the whole day just use one bowl for the whole day because she would use multiple bowls and <laughs> so she'll have one bag of popcorn she'll leave all the kernels in the bottom she'll get another bag of popcorn those kernels go on top of those kernels and so now the entire bottom of the bowl is <laughs> is coated in kernels <laughs> and i i literally had to sit her down and go when i see this i want to vomit so if you could not do this <laughs> that'd be great um pet peeves now it's a pet peeve of mine when i can't think of a pet peeve. that's a good pet peeve <laughs> uh, <laughs> um oh 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 you got one novel texters i want to read oh. a chunk I just want to read one chunk. I don't want the kind of buzz, 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 but stop it. Fucking stop it. I, I don't, I can't. I hate that. Yes. So I send much. one text when 12 will do. Right. When I could just like people that text, like they talk, like you don't need to text me. Um, it's implied. <laughs> you don't have to text my name. You don't have to say, <laughs> You don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> um, I literally stopped driving. One of the reasons I stopped driving was just I couldn't, too many pet peeves while driving. I couldn't take it. People driving too slow. People yeah. rushing up to the stop sign on a side street. And they like, don't stop till the last minute. I fucking hate that. Um, yeah, just no. no. You know what driving I hate and it's so irrational. It's not even a pet peeve. I am literally livid about it. Getting a red light. I hate it. I hate sitting at a red light. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I hate no, it no, no. so same. much. Same, 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 and especially same, same, same. when you're at a red light and there's no traffic coming any which way. And then I start saying, oh, well, this light's really handy. Oh, look at all the traffic that's going. Yeah. And it's really yes, yep. stupid. I have one. Okay. 
this happens to me all the time because I call people at work. I'm a glorified telemarketer, not really, but sort of. These people sort of know that we're going to call. They've filled out a form. Anyway, it, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> when I call someone or a coworker calls someone and it's protocol to leave a voicemail, we have to leave a voicemail. <laughs> okay. We got to leave a voicemail. <laughs> and when someone calls and says, someone call me from there. <laughs> and I do this because i have a boldness after working there for 13 years ago oh yeah cool (laughs) i'd be like well i'm calling back oh did they leave a voicemail no they didn't i'm gonna have you check again did they leave a voicemail (laughs) oh yeah they did okay why don't you go ahead and listen and i've hung up on people really 100 fucking percent (laughs) listen dana from kansas listen to your fucking voicemail asshole it's there for it drives me or or if we call someone and maybe we don't have to leave a voicemail or we've already called them 12 times and this is just one last dish ditch effort and then they call back someone call me from there hey asshole if it was important i would have left a message but i fucking didn't (laughs) you don't need to call me back you don't need and if you wanted to know who was calling you, you should have answered because I know you saw it because you sent me directly to voicemail. Uh, that's the thing. Like if someone calls me and I don't know the number, I a will never answer sure. it. And B, I would never call them back and be like, someone called me from there. Like, who is this? Never. I will, like a regular sane person, I will Google that number while they are calling me. And then I will at least know who is calling me. Like a normal sane person, I will go on the dark web and I will see. (laughs) It just, like, what are you doing? Stop. Oh, that's all. See, now you got me started. The floodgates have opened. Listen, my name is not hard to spell. It's not difficult. It could be a little unusual, but it's not difficult. If I sign a motherfucking email and you email me back and you spell my name, S-U-S, immediate delete. Deleting the email, our conversation is over. Yeah, I don't care annoying. who you are. Our conversation is now over. Because you did that shit on purpose. There is someone in my life who has been corrupted by multiple people. And for like two days, S-U-Z, S-U-Z has now gone back to S-U-S. So I'm taking it as a personal attack because (laughs) you have been corrected and you have chosen to do it wrong. So you, sir, on my shit list. Um, Is it someone I know? Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. Listen. Oh God, there's so many. See, there's so many. Or when people say, um, no, when I call someone, hi, is Joe there? Who's this? Okay, so we're going to start again. Because I asked you a motherfucking question first. And I knew your name. So I clearly have some sort of business with you. Oh. God, this has felt great. Thank you so much. Well, we can thank our friends at Only Slightly Opinionated. <laughs> Check them out. Um, I am, so normally I am reading a book and listening to a book in the car is generally how Two different works. books or yes. the same book. Okay. No. So generally I'm listening to a celebrity biography, autobiography. Mm-hmm. If it's read by the person 
even better. Oh, yes. And then I generally will read a novel. Well, this week, it's all backwards. I am listening to the most delightful book that I just am luxuriating in it. It is called Tom Lake. It is by Ann Patchett. It just came out last week, two weeks ago. Set in northern Michigan on a cherry farm. Has to do with theater and life. It's set during the lockdown of the pandemic. Oh. And it's read by Meryl Streep. Fuck off. So here's the thing about Meryl Streep. It's just so really good actress. (laughs) It's so easy to say that. And we just said like, oh, she's so good. She's so good. But it's such it. I think it's it will behoove us all to really take a moment and just get reacquainted with how good she actually is. Because she's so fucking good. She really she really is. And And I find myself watching her and going, why? Why is she so good? What is she doing? She what just she so fully inhabits whoever she's playing. Nothing was more relatable than the episode of Only Murders. I think it's the first episode. <clears throat> I haven't watched this season yet. God damn it. <laughs> Is it over? No. No. Okay. I'm going to spoil this for you because it's not really a spoiler. They're at a table read for a play. She's in this play. They're reading along and there's silence and she's just like, looking down at her script like doo, 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 and everyone's staring at her and then some, somebody finally says her name she's like what <laughs> that thing of when you're paying attention not paying attention during a table read and you yeah. and the way she does it is just like that's how that person would absolutely do that it was it, it was she's just great she's, she's just great. amazing so i'm listening to that and i'm reading andrew martin's book because it's not available on audio so Okay. 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 But Tom Lake, check it out. I, I would especially recommend already, the audio. I've already. Got, I've already. I'm already in the um, the Amazon. It's so good. Because I've decided I only want books for Christmas. Oh. Yeah, I, I only want. Joe books. would kill me if I asked for that. Why, Leah? Oh my God, I have so many books, and I keep buying books. So I, here is something that I miss, and I haven't. I didn't do it. Like I ha- I had stopped doing this long, long before the pandemic, so it has nothing to do with that. I want to go to a bookstore and just buy whatever I want. Doesn't that sound amazing? It does. Joe's uh, podcast co-host Jeremy Rusk on Scaring and Sharing podcast. Check it out. <laughs> uh, his birthday was a few weeks ago, and his wife took him to Barnes and Noble for his birthday and was like, "Have fun. I will buy you oh whatever you want." Oh my god, that is a fucking dream, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I just love books so much. I just love, I love them. I love them too. I do have a lot on my Kindle because sometimes I find it easier to read on my Kindle, but going into a Barnes Noble and seeing all those books, like yeah. I need to get back into the actual book reading. Our friend Tony just moved from Lake Orion to Detroit and he posted on Facebook last week. He said, I wish that my husband was a pillow collector and not a book collector because moving sucked. Oh yeah, I can and see. And I was that. like, "Sorry, that would be me. That was me." <laughs> that would be me because they're heavy. And my most recurring dream—I probably said this on it before—is that I'm working at Borders again. Usually in Los Angeles, I don't know why, but I dream it at least once a week. I've never um, worked in a bookstore. I loved it. I would have loved it too. I think I didn't work in a bookstore because I wouldn't have made money. I would have just 
bought books. Yes, yes. So that would have been useless for me. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was a problem. But maybe I can get a scooter and work in a Barnes and Noble like once a week. Just ride around on your jazzy. (laughs) (laughs) Have to be called a jazz. (laughs) Yeah, you have to get the jazzy brand. I, oh, it's just me and my jassy working at Barnes and Noble, and you have to talk like that too. <laughs> I have to have a stuffed cat in the basket that's on front. <laughs> they won't let me have my real cat, so here's a facsimile. <laughs> While you wear a caftan. <laughs> Do you? From uh, from uh, I kept it from um, small mouse sounds. Oh right! I oh my almost wore it out into the world the other day because I'm sorry, I looked good in it. I will say this: last night before the show started, Joe and Kelly and I were all talking, and Joe says to Kelly, "Did you watch Small Mouse Sounds?" And I was like, "Oh, because it's such a point of contention between the two, or what?" Oh, it's right, fine right, 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 right. And then Joe was like, "Oh wait, no, no, no! I meant Tiny Beautiful Things." And I was like. Oh, I call small mouth sounds tiny beautiful things all the time. Isn't it with Catherine Hahn? Yes. I thought about watching it, but uh, I didn't. The watch show it. didn't do the show didn't do it for me. So um, I mean, it was good. The, the people in it were good. Just the it was so it was just so fucking sad. I was like, really? It was sad. Uh, I can't. I can't <laughs> do this right now. It doesn't need to be this sad. You know what? It doesn't need to be this sad. Okay, Art needs to be happy all the fucking time. <laughs> Um, wow, I am annoying today. I am so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say one other thing. I read this book called The Other Black Girl that I finished last week by okay. uh, Zakaya Harris, which is premiering the series adaptation is premiering on Hulu this week. Ooh. And I am so excited about it. So. <laughs> I The last thing I truly read all the way through was uh, Verity. Oh yeah. Did we already talk about this? We did. Coho. Yeah. Yeah. Coho. Not not great. (laughs) Um, oh, I have not watched Project Runway. Have you are you up on it? Yeah, we finished it. Just tell me who won. Oh my god. Uh seriously? I know how you are. If I don't tell you, you'll look it up anyway. Okay, so hold on. I read fan fiction. We don't need to go into it. We don't need to discuss it, okay? (laughs) I will skip to the bottom to see if it's a happy ending if it's not a happy ending i don't read it <laughs> I, I, I can't take it i have too much turmoil anyway yes tell right. me i'm gonna tell her the winner if you haven't watched it yet just skip ahead 10 seconds okay um bish me one okay i like that yeah i was happy i really thought laurence was going to win but joe thought yeah. it was gonna be bish me. i was hoping it was gonna be bish me and it was and who it was bish me laurence and Brittany. and that okay also, you probably won't need to watch it now because um, Brandon Maxwell was out this week, and so they replaced him with Zach Poson, who I adore, but I know you don't like him. He's just, you know why I don't like Zach Posen? And the other guy does it a little bit, but not as much. It's like he's put on the gay, bitchy persona because that's what he thinks designers specifically gay male designers are so let me play this really obnoxious bitchy character with this hair on my head <laughs> like i've got any fucking room to talk like shut up zach posen <laughs> i just i can't 
with him he just it's just, it just seems all like it just seems all state like his whole personality seems staged and so i can't i just can't i just can't with him oh zach poisson, <laughs> poisson. oh zach Blade fish <laughs> oh, zach. oh my god what if that was his name zach fish oh zach fish did uh, i do that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that's it. There was something else, but you know, I didn't write it down. So, well, shall we transit? Oh, no, you got it. Transish because I've been gaslit, my friend. What the fuck would I watch cereal, mom? Apropos of nothing, you did, and I remember because here's because here's the thing it was on my list of when we did our top. 10 movies and then it was shortly after that you just text me you're like i watched serial mom that's what it is i knew that i had a re because i i don't part of my weird anxiety so many problems that i have i don't just watch movies like i don't just sit down and watch a movie i don't know anything about like I, i i look up all the shit first like i need to be prepared and so I was like, I had to have watched Serial Mom for a reason, and that was it. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, well, you'll find out shortly why we're talking about this, but Although, I was just like, he is, li- huh? Oh, they already know. know. There. <laughs> I forget that they have uh, eyes. Eyes, yeah. I mean, wait, maybe I'm blind people. Maybe not all of them do. That's, you're true. You're true. You're true. You're true. You're true. <laughs> <laughs> talk about it shall we transition now well let's transition our lady of the week is ms kathleen turner or mary kathleen turner oh mary oh mary kathleen come on that's such an irish name oh mary kathleen uh she was born june 19th 1954 in springfield missouri missouri she is 69. Yeah, she is. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe she's going to be 70 next year. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Uh, her mother is Patsy and her father is Alan. He was <laughs> said that for some reason. Her mother is Patsy <laughs> and her father is Alan. Oh, Alan. Uh, he was a for- U.S. Foreign Service officer uh, who grew up in China. Where her, where Kathleen Turner's great grandfather had been a Methodist missionary. Kathleen Turner is the third of four children and the only one of them to be born in the U.S. She has a sister named Susan and two brothers, and that's all it said. You don't need to know what their names are. You know what? You don't need to know they're fucking. They're men. They're white men. <laughs> that's right. They're white so Irish who men. Cares? You don't need to know anything else about them. But here's the sister, Susan. It's Susan. probably spelled S U S. That so. is correct. That is correct. Spelled so, the correct way. Th- there you go. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and her two brothers, whose names you don't need to know because they're white and they're doing just fine. Thank you. They don't need any <laughs> any help. People, enough people know them, okay? All right. <laughs> they're white and they don't need any help because knowing someone's name is like uh, helping them. <laughs> right. Well, that's privilege. Oh, uh, I'd like you. to help them, but I just don't know what their name is. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's Michael and Bob. <laughs> yeah, probably Michael and John. <laughs> So like, <laughs> all right, sorry. Go, uh, go no, through. no. She was raised in a strictly conservative Christian home. You're gonna say a strip mall. 
<laughs> what? Strip mouth? <laughs> you said strictly, and I thought you were going to say strip mall. <laughs> she was <laughs> raised in a strip mall. <laughs> Not even like an actual mall. It was a strip mall. <laughs> it's all one level, baby. <laughs> Uh, her interest in performing was discouraged by both of her parents. Uh, she says, my father was of missionary stock. So theater and acting were just one step away from being a street walker, you know? Well, you know that uh, Michael and John didn't do that shit. They, they went into they, banking. They're, no, they're probably missionaries too. Oh, yeah, they're that's right. Lost doing, in the Philippines right now. Doing the Lord's work. Doing the lord's work meanwhile the lord is like what do you guys do i never said all right whatever. Uh, god's like i'd like to help you out but i don't know what your names are <laughs> but you're a white man and i already made you elite so so have at it so have the fucking- <laughs> stop 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 danny masterson got 30 <gasps> years oh my god i can't believe we didn't talk about that and ashton kutcher and mila kunis oh no ma'am and now of course they're backpedaling but. So here is so, and I full disclosure, I did not listen to what they said because I was angry. Yeah, the same. But same. it kind of made it sound like they were approached to write him this thing, and all they knew with that was that they were his friend. And at the you know, it's it was allegations, and we didn't know, and he was our friend, and blah blah blah. So we were writing something from our friend, and now that we've seen it, we know that you know we always believe victims. Bitch, it, if someone comes to me, I don't care. If you if you came to me and was like, <laughs> so quick question, <laughs> will you write me a letter? I had sex outside of June and I need some I'm being prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Uh okay, so for that, that I would, but you know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. And now oh, do you know that Ashton Kutcher, that thing where he dated this girl that ended up getting murdered? Do you know about yes. that? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So now they're saying, now they're saying that because he called Danny Masterson that night. Oh. And Topher Grace's wife, I don't know where they were or what have you, but Topher Grace's wife overheard the conversation and basically has said that Ashton had nothing to do with this woman's murder. That's not even where we're going with that. But what he said was that he went to pick her up for this date. He looked through the window. He saw mess on the floor and just left. And I was like, that's not something that somebody would, if you go to pick up your date, you're not going to be like, well, it's messy in there. So they're not here. Like you wouldn't do that. So the story goes now that he went in and there's truth. Let me backpedal a little bit. He got involved in the case because he called the cops himself, himself and said, listen, I was dating her. My fingerprints are going to be every, everywhere. So I kind of got spooked and I want to just tell you, like, my fingerprints are going to be at her house. Okay. So now rumor has it that he didn't just try the door and then leave. Rumor has it that he went into the house and found her body and freaked out and didn't tell anybody. (laughs) And that he called Danny Masterson. So Danny Masterson has some secrets on him, it sounds like. Well, Which, plus he's Scientologist, so right. Which, like, I'm sure, especially now, because I think that woman's killer was caught. I think, especially now, you could be like, I totally did. I walked in, I freaked out, I lied about it. I was, you know, whatever, what have you. But honey, thirty years. 
Yeah. It's pretty serious. 30 years. I mean, some murderers don't get 30 years. I know. And it took 20 years to get this conviction or these convictions. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. It's I am so sorry. No, no. We Kathleen. had to talk about it. We have to. Uh, um. All right. So Kathleen Turner. Owing to her father's position with the Foreign Service, she grew up in Canada, Cuba, Venezuela, and London, England. Excuse me. She attended high school at the American School in London. She graduated in 1972. Oh, my God. I know. It's so crazy. Um, The family returned to Springfield, Missouri. And at the age of 19, she began volunteering at a local Planned Parenthood office, to which uh, allegedly she is very committed to that organization to this day, which is super interesting considering her upbringing. Oh, right. Yeah. She attended Southwest Missouri State University for two years, studying theater. During this period, she uh, the this director saw her performance in the House of Blue Leaves and invited her to spend her senior year at the University of Maryland in Baltimore County, where she received a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree in 1977. By the late by the late 1980s, she had starred in an impressive string of hits. But by the mid 90s, as a result of a devastating combination of illness, addiction, and she says an unfair reputation for being hard to work with, her era of big Hollywood successes were over. In 1992, she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. She, she says at the time, there was very little public knowledge about autoimmune diseases. So my illness was a source of bad mystery, certainly compared to what was going on with, oh, for example, Robert Downey Jr. Someone like him could show up on set and be drunk or misbehave in some way, but he would still get hired because producers figured they could control that kind of behavior. But if you say, I have a mysterious illness and I don't know if I'll be able to walk tomorrow, you're not getting hired. And well, the only, especially a woman. Exactly. And the only real effective treatment back then was massive doses of steroids, which had massive side effects. Mm-hmm. So I went to pick up a bottle, for example. I couldn't grip it, and people would assume that I was inebriated. Mm. She had admitted that she had developed into a, quote, not a very kind person around that time. Um, Let's see. I'm going to skip over that. Um, She performed in a play called Indiscretions, and her co-star, Ian Atkins, had very bad things to say about working with her. Um, But Kathleen Turner slammed Hollywood over the difference in quality of roles offered to male actors and female actors as they age, calling the disparity a, quote, terrible double standard. One of the things I read, she said that she had gotten a script from somewhere and her character was described as 37, but still attractive. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> nope, I'm not going to do that. Oh, fuck all the way off. Um, a few weeks after leaving the production of the play, The Graduate in November, 2002, she was admitted into the Geisinger Marworth Treatment Center in Waverly, Pennsylvania for the treatment of alcoholism. She said, in truth, I did not have a period when I found that alcohol was a great painkiller. For some reason, which I do not understand, I thought I could control the pain of my illness better with alcohol than I could with medication. I didn't want to take Oxycontin and Percocet. I thought that would be an immediate path to addiction. Mm -hmm. I never thought alcohol would. Then I did, of course, abuse it. It never got in the way of the work, but 
oh on my time off just to kill the fucking pain drinking was great she married real estate entrepreneur Jay Weiss of New York City in 1984. They had one daughter who was born in 1987. They divorced in December of 2007. But Kathleen Turner has said that Jay is still my best friend. Oh. Uh, Kathleen Turner is, I do too. Kathleen Turner is a blunt talker. Uh, she has turned most of her formidable energy lately to the theater and also regularly conducts master classes for acting students across the country. She says, I've been acting professionally for 41 years. I think my ability to maintain a career for that long has a little something to do with quality, don't you think? She <laughs> teasingly arches an eyebrow and says, maybe I'm being pie-eyed. And that's I would Kathleen be so Turner. scared of her. I think. Oh my God, I would, I would pee, too. I would pee myself. That's yeah. when I would pee myself. <laughs> if I just ran into Kathleen Turner. <laughs> yeah, if you were to take an acting class with her, you would definitely have to wear oh. depends. Oh, I would, need, I would just sit there and cry, probably. And then she would yell at me. And then I'd be like, I know I deserve it, Kathleen Turner. I'm sorry. <laughs> All righty. <clears throat> In 1973, this is all Wikipedia, you guys, you know the drill. In 1973, Turner spent the summer with her mother in Midland, Texas. There, at the Yucca Theater, Turner made history when she was cast as the first female villain in the Summer Mummers 1973 melodrama, Plotting Amongst the Planets. Why haven't we done that one? Oh, my favorite play. <laughs> that old chestnut. <laughs> Several months after moving to New York City in 1977, Turner took over the female lead in Michael Zetter's play Mr. T, which co-starred Jonathan Frakes and played at Soho Repertory Theater. But the did production... it star Mr. T? That's a missed opportunity. I mean, right? Come on now. Kathleen Turner, Mr. T. <laughs> um Several months later, Turner made her Broadway debut uh, as Judith Hastings in Gemini. And uh, da, 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 da. and then it opened uh, May 21st, 1977, during the time she was appearing on the soap, The Doctors. Ah, uh, The Doctors. Did you watch The Doctors? I did not. I remember it, but I did not watch it. Yeah, I remember the name. I feel like we started watching soaps while The Doctors was trying to leave TV. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> they won't let us go. Um <laughs> In 1978, she made her television debut in the NBC daytime soap The Doctors as the second Nola Dancy Aldrich. Wow, what a name. She made her film debut in 1981 as the ruthless Maddie Walker in the thriller Body Heat. I didn't realize that was her first movie. That's uh, so good. Uh, the role brought her to international prominence. Empire cited the film in 1995 when it named her one of the 100 sexiest stars in film history. Uh, the New York Times wrote uh, wrote in two, 2005 that propelled by her jaw-dropping movie debut, Body Heat, she built a career on adventurousness and frank sexuality born of robust physicality. Uh, okay. Uh, Turner ultimately became one of the top box office draws and most sought after, sought after actresses of the 1980s and early 1990s. Turner stated in 2018, body heat was a blessing because I went straight to being a leading actor and didn't have to suffer any of the predatory male behavior like many young actresses. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. It, it doesn't frustrate me that nearly 
four decades after that film, I'm still referred to as a sexual icon. I got over that a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) With her deep voice, Turner has often compared to a young Lauren Bacall. When the two met, Turner reportedly introduced herself by saying, hi, I'm the young you. (laughs) (laughs) After Body Heat, Turner steered away from femme fatale roles to prevent typecasting. And because femme fatale roles had a shelf life. Consequently, her first project after this was the 1983 comedy, The Man with Two Brains. Turner co-starred in Romancing the Stone with Michael Douglas and Danny DeVito. Uh, Film critic Pauline Kale wrote of her performance as writer Joan Wilder, Turner knows how to use her dimples amusingly and how to dance like a woman who didn't know she could. What? Her star performance is exhilarating. Let's take a moment. (laughs) For critics, here's here's what you say. Hey, this is roughly what it's about. I'm not gonna give any way spoiler I'm not gonna give any spoilers away. Um they were good. Like I don't need all your bullshit words. Or like, just say she's really sexy and pretty, and that's one of the reasons she's famous. Just say that, because you're Pauline. Because Pauline's another woman; she tries to fluff it up in fancy words when really she just wants to say she's sexy, and that's how she got started. Just she's say that, Pauline. Sexy and seventeen. <laughs> you piece of shit. Pauline's a piece of shit. Romancing the Stone was a surprise hit. She won a Golden Globe for her role in the film, and it became one of the top 10 grossing movies of 1984. Uh, Turner teamed with Douglas and DeVito again the following year for its sequel, The Jewel of the Nile. Uh, pre-production for the movie was fraught with conflict because Turner refused to commit to the terrible script she had been delivered. When she said no, 20th Century Fox threatened her with uh, a $25 million breach of contract lawsuit. Eventually, Douglas, also the film's producer, agreed to undertake rewrites rewrites on the script to make it more acceptable to Turner. Maybe you should have done that the first time around, Michael. Um, (laughs) Just like her brother. Wow. Which led to much back and forth between the two as the script was retooled uh, right up to when shooting started. Uh, Several months before Jewel, uh, Turner starred in Princey's Honor with Jack Nicholson, winning a second Golden Globe Award, and later starred in Peggy Sue Got Married, which co-starred Nicolas Cage. For Peggy Sue, she received the award for Best Actress from the U.S. National Board of Review of Motion Pictures, as well as an Academy Award nomination for Best Actress. In 1988, uh, the two noir who framed Roger Rabbit, she was the speaking voice of femme fatale. All right, we get it, Wikipedia. (laughs) Jessica Rabbit, intoning the famous line, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. Uh, Her uncredited sultry performance was acclaimed as the kind of sex pot ball breaker she was made for. Oh boy, okay, we get it. (laughs) um do 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 she does a lot of voice acting she's into the stage now she's into the stage um her first role was body heat her latest role uh 2022 the estate so whatever that means um let's see television oh television she has been in so much she was on friends we all remember that how do you feel about that you know, I watch Friends every night. I don't particularly love those episodes, but yeah. it was a different yeah. time. Sure was, buddy. 
let's see. Um, she won a BAFTA for most outstanding newcomer to leading film roles with her first movie. Um, oh, she won a Drama Desk Award for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Outstanding Actress in a Play. Um, <clears throat> she was nominated for one, two, three, four, five Golden Globes. Uh, she won for Romancing the Stone and Prince Designer, and she was nominated for Peggy Sue Got Married and Wore the Roses. Um, she won a Best Spoken Word al- album for the Complete Shakespeare Sonnets. Interesting interesting um she won a tony for who's afraid of virginia wolf best actress in a play um yeah so she's got all of the stuff she's she just uh she did a lot you guys (laughs) there we there's my stuff (laughs) she also wrote a book that i will be listening to soon in my car an autobiography. Send yourself roses. Oh, um, I see what you did there, Miss Turner. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. I see what you did there, Joe. <laughs> you're talking. Who, you who said her title. <laughs> um, so what movie did you have us watch? I had us watch Peggy Sue Got Married. Mm-hmm. 1986, directed by Francis Coppola. Um, you love this movie. I don't love this movie. You don't. I like it. I like it a lot. Okay. Okay. When I first, I saw it at the theater and I hated it. Okay. Um, And then this is how this all came about. So probably about a month or so ago, that movie kept showing up in my life, like everywhere. And so I was like, I should probably watch that again. And uh, one of the reviews that I read for Back to the Future, the musical, mm-hmm. said it was something like, oh, watching Back to the Future, the musical re- gave me such fond memories of my favorite time travel movie from the 80s. But since Peggy Sue Got Married has not been turned into a musical, <laughs> I had to watch Back to the Future, right. the musical. No. Um, but that's where it kind of started. But then it just kept showing up everywhere. And then it also showed up in my feed and Facebook this week. Uh, after I had made my initial I choice. And then I was like, oh shit, I forgot that I wanted to do that. Fuck Reese Witherspoon. I did. Fuck her right right in it. Right in the right in the pooter. I think you hate this movie. I don't hate it. It's just so so. It's just so so. My here are my takeaways. Nicholas Cage's voice in this movie makes me want to find him and kill him. It is so bad and effect. I hate it. I fucking hate it. Now, yeah. I have a question for you. Was that an affect that he put on, or do you think he actually spoke that way and had to teach himself not to speak that way? What? No. What I read is that because Francis Coppola is his uncle. Right. And, and Francis- I didn't realize that Sophia was the little sister. I Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't remember that at all. Joe has seen this movie a lot more than I have. So he was like, don't look at the cast. Just watch the movie. And like, oh, there will be like some her, surprises. Right? No, I do. Oh, okay. Um, But so what I read was that he really, Nicolas Cage really did not want to do this movie. 
And Francis Coppola really wanted him to. So it was kind of like Nicolas Cage was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. But I'm going to do it my way. And Francis was like, fine. So that was his choice. Kathleen Turner also allegedly hated working with him. Uh, Listen, I I like like Nicolas Cage. Um, Yeah. And that just sounds so fucking immature. I don't want to do this movie, so I'm going to make this really weird choice Mm -hmm. that hopefully he knew was bad because it fucking was. It was so annoying. It was really dumb. Um, And so that bothered me. The Jim Carrey of it all. So weird. Like, stop, stop. The other, Kathleen Turner. I love her. I thought she was good in the movie. But she does this thing, especially in this movie, where she's always like out of breath or like gasping mm. or like talking like this. And I was like, all right, stop. Like it was it was driving me or like everything was like, like it's a time travel movie and you wake up and you don't know where you are. But I'm not going to freak out about that. I'm going to freak out about this other random thing. I don't know. It's all right. It's an okay movie. And oh, <laughs> All right, let's recap it really quickly. She is divorced from her high school sweetheart, who is Nicolas Cage. Her daughter, Helen Hunt, which I didn't hate Helen Hunt in this. I thought she was good. Nice. She's in like two scenes. Um, uh, her daughter takes her to her 25th uh, high school reunion uh, with the promise that Nicolas Cage will not be there. She wins uh, homecoming or prom or fucking, I don't know, something that they don't do at at reunions i don't think and she passes out and when she wakes up she is back in 1960 and um she goes there with the intent of like i can change it up i don't have to marry him i don't have to do i can have a different life and what does she do what does she do in the end joe why don't you tell us what she does in the end joe well spoiler alert she realizes that she does in fact love him and wants to spend her life with him and what the biggest thing I, I thought she was really very good in this movie. Um, I was surprised to learn that she had been nominated for an Oscar. Cause I did not remember that. I think I blocked everything out about this movie at the time. <laughs> um, I wanted more resolution when she comes back. Yeah. They had set so many things up when she was back in 1960, like yeah. talking to the smart kid and giving him all those tips of what he should invent and everything. And then it was just left nothing. There literally nothing about it. Yeah. Like literally nothing changes except that she's going to give her marriage a second chance. Yeah. And that was because I was really loving it as it was going along until, I mean, with the exception of Nicolas Cage, um, until the end. And I was like, that's it. That's it. That's what we learned. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So I was I was disappointed in that. Um, it was fun to see Joan Allen. I really liked. Yes. Yes. It was fun to see how her. they didn't do any like heavy makeup on them when they were no, like yeah. older, and they just looked exactly the same. Yeah. In both time periods, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I love seeing Barbara Harris as her mother from mm-hmm. the OG mm-hmm. Freaky Friday. And that was I. I did enjoy the mom. Or like when her grandma calls. Yeah, like, yeah. It's grandma. It's grandma. It's grandma. Like, oh, I just that was very sweet. Um, and she was very good in it. There were just too many gaspy moments. Like, oh, okay. Do you have an arrhythmia? Like, what's happening? Did you just run a mile? Like, why are you making that choice over and over again? Stop it. Um, 
it's a, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. But Nicolas Cage makes me want to punch him right in the scrotum. Yeah, he was super annoying. Super. Like the, the blonde hair was annoying. The, yeah. yeah. All of it. That whole performance. It, I think it, it would have been a lot more effective if it was a different actor. Yes. And, and like, if they just, would have rejiggered the ending a little bit. And just Jim Carrey being there. I was like, well, do we have to do this right now? <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, oh, no, that's the other movie. Sorry, I was getting the two movies confused. Um, I will say this. When she goes home and she sees her sister, and that was a very cute moment, too, when she sees her sister. Um, and she's, do you want to play a game? And she takes out the Monopoly game. And it's really ancient. It's all white with the red stripe. And the, we had that version. Oh, of did Monopoly. you? Yes. She pulled it out, and I was like, "Oh my god, I forgot that's what Monopoly looked like." Yeah, that's the version we had. It was also weird because, like, at the reunion at the beginning, that woman comes up in a wheelchair, and Peggy Sue was like, "Oh," and then there's nothing like who this girl was. Because or anything it's it, and the way the look on her face it's like they have some sort of history yeah or something or like when you go back in time you're gonna see what happened to her exactly or she's not there and joe pointed this out with sophia coppola as her sister she seemed so moved when her sister came to her bedroom door and joe was like like and then she tells her not to eat the red m&ms and Joe was yeah. like, I wonder if like her sister had died or something, because she just seemed so like, oh my God, it's you. Yeah. But there's never I any of that got either. That, I actually got that feeling too that she had died. That it seemed like it. But it was like, again, it was not ever addressed. I feel like watching this movie felt like this, and obviously no movie is the first script that that was written. Right. There's nine million drafts. But I feel like, A, there was either a movie that was shot that then the editor cut real weird, or this was like the 9,000th draft of this movie, and somehow they forgot to put parts back in that were in original, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you never see, like, the woman in the wheelchair, the look on her face the whole time is very much like, so we meet again. Yeah. After after you made me paralyzed, Peggy yeah. Sue, remember yeah. that car accident that you caught? Like she stares at her the whole. At some point, Peggy Sue like touches her face, like I'm, and then you, that's it. You yep. never hear from her again. I don't even know that. I think she says her name once, but it's like, yeah, that was weird. Um, uh, her grandfather being a Mason and believing her, and they're gonna send her back. Like that's just okay. We're just supposed to take that. I don't know. It was. I don't hate it. I think she does a great job. I do love Joan Allen. I mean, Joan Allen can just stand there and just, she was just perfect even when she wasn't speaking. Yeah. Just the way she played that role. Um, But yeah, Nicholas Cage ruined it. And now yeah. that I know like he did it on purpose, that's even shittier. I'm like, fuck you, dude. It was initially Deborah Winger was to star and directed by Jonathan Demi, who then left and then was replaced by Penny Marshall. Oh who then had creative differences with Deborah Winger. So then she left and then Deborah Winger left. And then we got the version that we got. Jeez. Thanks a lot. 
And then, of course, was turned into a musical in London. Was it really? (laughs) Yeah, in 2001, but then it closed. It opened like in August of 2001, and then the world fell apart in September of 2001, and so then it closed shortly thereafter. Never saw the light of day again. I almost just asked you what happened. (laughs) What happened in September of 2001? Did something happen? Did something happen? (laughs) That was the pandemic. What's happening? Um... It's so weird how that just is a thing that happened. And that there are people walking this planet who were not alive when it happened. Who weren't alive. Yeah. Who are like cognizant, grown people now who were not alive. Yeah. Who have to learn about it in history. Yeah. That's fucking weird. Yeah. So weird. Anyway. Um, So Peggy Sue. Yep. That's Peggy Sue. Right. She got married. I need to watch it again. Yeah. I just want, I, I feel like I just want it to be better. And so that's what, because there's a lot about it that I like and just there, but, but the bad stuff just negates a lot of that for me. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just weird. Um, so then I had us watch Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss? Undercover Blues. Then I watched the wrong thing. (laughs) Oh, I watched Boss Baby. Did you not? Um, shit. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Uh, Pete hates the movie Boss Baby so much. It makes him viscerally angry. And Lily went through a phase that that's all she watched. Oh, I remember. She would just be like, like, oh, yeah, she watched. It would always come up on my Netflix as a recommendation. Do you have Undercover Boss here? Yeah, yeah. My kid loves watching Undercover Boss. Um, So it is undercover blues it's a 1993 action comedy film about a family of secret agents <laughs> and it's starring kathleen turner and dennis quaid you hated this i will tell you history has been made for me i did not finish it i almost didn't finish it either i, I almost was like fuck this i'm not finishing this it was fucking terrible. it was terrible it was absolutely terrible pete suggested it so when I but stopped, one of his favorite movies is burlesque. So what are you going to do? When I stopped watching it, I felt guilty because I've not done it before. And so then I watched The Man with Two Brains to cleanse the palate because I love that movie. <laughs> and then I was feeling so guilty about not finishing it. I went back into it and watched ten more minutes, and I'm like, no, I can't. That's I can't terrible. Do it. It's fucking. Terrible. When I realized that their fucking last name is Blue. And they're undercover blues. Do you fucking get it? I'm like, no. <laughs> Here's the no. thing. Okay. So they used to be, I don't even know. Were they the FBI or CIA? I don't, I don't know. Would they never make it clear? They never make it clear what their job was ever. So I guess assume like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, if they had a baby and retired when they had a baby, I guess maybe. I don't, I don't know. Um, they never clarify what their former job was. I, I never knew what was happening. I never knew what was going on. I, I, I was like, why is Stanley Tucci here? I love Ugh. you, Stanley Tucci. Why are you here? I Seriously. don't get it. Um, there's a Russian. Is she Russian? I don't fucking. I, it, they have this baby. They take the baby everywhere with them. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So like on missions. And let me tell you something. This is the best fucking baby I've ever seen because I couldn't even take Lily to rehearsal when she was a baby without her fucking crying. It wasn't until she could talk and like 
be entertained that she was any good at rehearsal when i took her when she was a baby fucking forget it i used to take a pack and play and set that shit up and put her in the pack and play right next to me the little bitch would still cry (laughs) even though i was right next to her and the reason it was so annoying is because she never cried she was the best baby she slept through the night from the moment we came home from the hospital she did not wake up she slept all night she never cried the only time the first time she really was crying is when she was teething but if I tried to take her to rehearsal before she was four years old, fucking forget it. Cried her eyes out. Their baby can go on <laughs> super secret missions and thinks it's hysterical. Just laughs the whole time. <laughs> My mom and dad are so funny. Like, I don't, okay. And like, it was just, it was just bad. It was just so bad. I never knew what was happening. I was already tired. So I'm sitting here like. And it's only to 90 it. minutes. It's only 90 minutes. And it actually goes pretty fast thankfully. I never knew what was happening. I never knew what those guys wanted. I never knew what they were supposed to be stopping. I I, I will say Dennis Quaid was really hot in this movie. Yeah, he was. Fucking like that. And he did this not smarmy, like this knowing smile, like every two seconds. And I was like, damn. Panty damn. dropper. Your foot my basement. <laughs> Tis flooded. <laughs> Fine, sir. <laughs> because I am classy, so it's his blooded. <laughs> he was fucking hot. The other thing, this is the two the two notes that I wrote for this are: damn, Dennis Quaid is hot. And the second is: is it a movie? Is it in the nineties? Then let Tom Arnold be in it. Then who? Tom Arnold. Oh God! Right, I forgot he was in it. Is it a movie in the '90s uh, starring a, a a spy couple? Well, then yes. we have to get Tom Arnold. Yeah, He's the only Arnold. one who can play this sidekick. Like, <laughs> okay, um, no, it's not even worth talking about. It was just terrible. I almost didn't finish it either, but I've already felt guilty because I waited till today to watch both movies. Oh my! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But it was okay because I was up at six, so it was fine. Um, so I was like, "No, I gotta, I gotta watch it. I gotta watch it." And you didn't miss anything. You I missed yeah, I you could have did. stopped halfway through and didn't miss anything. I didn't, honestly. yeah, even make it halfway through. No, it was terrible. I didn't care a lick about any of it. Nope, didn't, not at all, not at all. Not so at all. we, so we lump that one. So we do lump that one. Um, like yeah, yeah. What uh, what's on the docket next week? Well, we're gonna do the lady that you shit on. Oh, unless you want to do her next week, and I pick. No, 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 do it. Let's do Reese. All right, we were gonna do this week, but let's do Reese because I I was like, so I'm gonna watch. What did I say? Pleasantville. I'm gonna watch Pleasantville. He's like for Kathleen Turner. It's like (laughs) no. Oh, you asshole! (laughs) I was like. No, you said Reese Witherspoon, and then we got into the Kathleen Turner of all, and then I was mad at you because I was like, I didn't watch Serial Mom for no fucking reason. <laughs> um, and I could just tell that BJP was getting a kick out of it and probably just like, she's so fucking dumb and just laughing because um, I was truly mad. I was like, why would I watch that movie if I wasn't assigned that movie? Um, so we're going to go Reese. I'm going to watch Pleasantville. And I'm going to watch Election. Woo! We come back and we do fucking Jane Fonda. I don't. <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh, don't <have> to <laughs> oh, 
listen i and for you guys uh, we have a little facebook chat and every week i say have we done this person because i don't my brain is swiss cheese so i don't remember shit um oh joe told me last week how many episodes we've done i don't remember now 160 158 something like that great thanks for that (laughs) a lot of a lot of episodes anyway write us three funny ladies at (laughs) gmail.com on instagram at three funny ladies yep yep (laughs) and we'll see you next week i need a nap okay (laughs) bye-bye bye Bye now